Britney Spears has been under the magnifying glass of media and pop culture for as long as we can remember. With her life on display, society has watched how paparazzi and mob mentality can wear on an individual. At the start of 2020, rumors surfaced of Britney being held under lock and key. Where was her music? Was she okay? Turns out Britney entered into a conservatorship in 2008 due to mental health complications. Her father is in charge of her finances and public appearances. She has expressed a desire to have her father removed, yet the courts do not agree. On today's episode, Ethan and I will be diving into the world of Britney Spears and this narrative of control and identity that has marked her life. Hey, Rach. Hi. Happy Monday. Yes, Monday. The Monday after Valentine's Day. <laughs> So this has been a big week, I feel like, in the pop culture world. Mm -hmm. We weren't actually planning on doing this episode at all, um, but the New York Times released a documentary this last week about Britney Spears and the um, topic surrounding her freedom. Yes, so the New York Times has a documentary series on Hulu. Hulu called The New York Times Presents, and their newest episode is called Framing Britney, and it's just this very well done, very heavily journalism-centered um, documentary on Britney Spears and how much the, the media and, and pop culture and us as like, society has exploited her and just really used her for our own personal gain and profit. Yeah. So before we dig into the situation of currently, because um, it's a still ongoing situation, let's take a moment and talk about the history of pop princess icon yes, she is. Britney Spears. So she got her start in the 90s um, on the, what's the show called? Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Club Clubhouse? No, that's the new one. <laughs> the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Club no, uh, Mickey Mouse... Club. Club, yeah. So I'm pretty sure that show also had like Christina Aguilera and Justin yeah. Timberlake and a few different people on there from a really early age. And it makes sense. Uh, Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato on Barney. So all these like great yeah. musical Hand artists yeah, started off on like, kids shows. So Britney got her start on that show and she was really successful. And then as soon as the show ended, she went back to being a normal high school girl. Um, and then soon after, she felt like she wanted to be a singer. And so she went to New York. Mm -hmm. Went to New York with her assistant who like took care of her. And she met with, what was the record company? I wish I knew. I don't know. Me either. Anyway. She met with the record company and they heard her music and she was like, wait, I could actually do this. So she wrote Oops, I Did It Again and then went on a, a mall tour, right? Yeah. With it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. The highlight of malls. <laughs> that was like the like high, like the high time of malls. Yes. When, when, when malls were it. That was like yes. the hangout spot. I remember seeing people at the mall. Oh, me too. I was in a dance competition at the mall. In the courtyard? Yeah. 
like right across you see like Chick-fil-A want... and Sonic and you're like Chick-fil-A doing... didn't exist in my town. In I want Chicago? A... I want a JCPenney gift card. <laughs> Because I won the dance contest. Was it just you doing a little dance solo? Doing my little dancey. No, so this was like random, like a radio station hosted it. Oh, okay. How can a radio station see a dance competition? Anyway, so Britney Spears goes on this mall tour and she starts off like she just performs, a couple of people watch, and then they go shopping. But soon, uh, her single, Oops, I Did Again, she gets bigger and bigger and baby one more time. She gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And suddenly she cannot go shopping anymore at these malls. She nope. has like security. Like she is the it girl mm-hmm. of the 90s. Yes. She releases a... Her first one. Yes. Is Baby One More Time in 1999. Then, Oops, I did it again in 2000. Then another in 2001. Oof. She was, she was working hard, releasing albums back to back to back. That reminds me of, so unrelated, it reminds me of the exhaustion of, like, One Direction. Mm. Four, five albums in five years, plus four world tours. Too much. Too much. Too I, much. I tend, but I say too much now, but then when it when they were releasing, I was like, more, more, I want Right. More. And then yeah. I feel like that was the same with Britney. Mm-hmm. So Britney Spears kind of created this identity um, of being good schoolgirl, but also this... Um, provocative figure at the same time. It was a real captivating image. Yeah, it's very contradictory. Very, yeah, kind of. Everyone was like, "What? Like, who are you? What? What kind of narrative? What are do you, you stand getting? for?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, but she was coming, becoming popular at the same time of the Clintons' sex scandal with Monica Lewinsky. So it was like this idea that. Like, America had never talked about sex in this way, and it had never been on display so much. And then this, like, schoolgirl, but also, like... Sexy, sexy performer. Yeah. Was mixed with the Clinton sex scandal. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so... You, at that moment in culture, 1999 and 2000, can't escape the conversation surrounding sex in culture. Um, what's also interesting is Britney Spears at that time was queen of MTV. So MTV was on full throttle. There was no YouTube.com to search. Mm -hmm. And so she had a really good team that produced some really amazing music videos, as well as her being a sweet girl on camera that was able to talk and make people laugh and make people want to watch her. Yes, she was just a girl from Louisiana that had made a hit song. And they used... They Many used, hit songs. Well, yes. But back then, I'm saying, like, right. two, two hits that people really knew. Yeah. Hit me, baby, one more time. And Oops, I did, oops it again. I did it again. Which is crazy. So when I think of Britney Spears, I've never really truly listened to a lot of Britney Spears. Like, I can't say there's ever been a time where I sit through a Britney Spears album because I'm craving listening to her voice. Mm-hmm. But I will say that as we were preparing for this podcast episode, I went through her discography and the amount of songs that I knew almost every single word to without ever pulling up Britney Spears ever on Apple, like Spotify. Anyway, the amount of like songs I knew was insane. Yeah. I feel like that's everyone though with Britney Spears. She's kind of this gets in your head to like... Movies use her, shows use her. Yes. 
She was an icon, like a... Literally an icon. Mm -hmm. Whether you know it or not. So, I remember... um, Have you ever seen the movie Robots? (laughs) Do you know know that movie? Random, yes. yes. They have a Britney Spears song in it. Ah, they um one of the robots is trying to like distract the other robots and they do uh toxic or? baby one more time ah hit me baby so i remember learning hit me baby one more time through this movie robots at a really young age isn't this but that's, that's the example of like britney spears's impact on culture so we don't know as much about britney spears as we would like but i do have a friend ashley who knows all about her So here's what she had to say about Britney Spears' music career. So I didn't become a Britney Spears fan until her In The Zone album. I liked her music prior to that, the stuff that was on the radio. And here's why I think I really just started to love Britney Spears on that album is that was the first album where I feel like she developed a sound, a style, and really became kind of more of who she was going to be from there on out. I feel like that album set a standard for like, this is what every album will be built off of from here on out. My favorite song of all time that Britney does, and I can play it pretty much no matter what my mood is, no matter you know how my day is going, no matter If I've heard it a thousand times, I'll hear it a thousand more, and that is Until the World Ends. I just love that song. Um, It's, I feel like if you could pick one song that would talk about Britney as a person, Until the World End, I feel like fits her personality and fits her. She loves to dance, she loves to perform. So Till the World Ends, I feel like is one of those definition Britney songs. Yes, she started out as a dancer and a performer, so it makes sense that that song is fun and gets everyone on their feet. Like, it's like, just Britney uh, being... Uh, 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 Britney being Britney. Yeah. Rachel, what are some of your favorite Britney songs? Oh, I'm so happy you asked. I was ready. <laughs> Classic with Toxic. It's so uh, good. I feel like that has to be on everyone's yes. favorite. Like, favorite period list. Oh, favorite period Okay. Yeah? <laughs> yes. Um, Give Me More from Blackout. I like Womanizer. Slave for You. Oof. Slave for You. I'm a slave for you. Wait, that? Let's camp on that song for a little bit. Walk us through the cultural moment of that. She's at the MTV Music Awards, and she brings out a snub. <laughs> What? It's like gross. A, sna- a snake. And it's sitting on her shoulder. It's the star of the show. It's amazing. I loved I loved it, though. I feel like it makes people either even hate her or love her even mm, more. I thought it was dope, though. Yeah. I remember when I saw it, though, I was like, <gasps> Britney <is> Spears. <laughs> I've never been a, a snake person. You know what that makes me think of? What? The Glee version, where Britney on Glee redoes it. <laughs> Britney as Spear. <laughs> <laughs> what are your favorite songs? You tell me. I love Toxic. Slave for You is so good. Um, I love Scream and Shout by Will I Am featuring Britney Spears. I wanna scream. I think that's so. And let it all out. It's like good bad pop. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. But she, like, the songs that we're talking about, everyone else would probably know too. Right. Which is so, she connected so well. And I like what Ashley was saying, like, no matter how her day is going, like, she could just put on Britney. Yeah. And Britney's like, hey, girl, let's dance. I don't think there's very many artists that compare in that kind of way where every single like everyone knows at least some songs of Britney Spears if you're in the music culture I'm sure my grandparents don't probably know but like I could see them getting it they probably know like (laughs) toxic maybe hit me baby one more time hit me baby one more time so um she starts dating Justin Timberlake I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna bring this up because I like JT. Me and Ethan both like JT and before we started recording we were like, man, like he's kind of been a big part of why the public has such like a fetish with her. Like So what was that situation for people who don't know? So Britney started dating Justin Timberlake. They were so cute, so coupley, sweet. And it was like it was like the Miley Joe John or whoever she dated. Oh, Liam. It was like the yeah. Miley Liam where every interview was about that. Mm-hmm. Every, yeah, everything was about that. And soon the conversation began to switch. Whenever Britney would go to an interview or be on the red carpet, the conversation would be, oh, like, are you still a virgin? Have you slept with Justin? What's the, what's the vibe? And Britney's like, um, why are we talking? Why do you care? This? Yeah. Um, also like, can I just live my life? Um, and they broke up. I don't think it was messy. But Justin Timberlake framed it as like, oh, Britney's crazy. She's the one who wants a wild night. Mm-hmm. She's the one who goes out and like yeah. parties. So it really... And magazines were... This is when... This is the rise of tabloids. Tabloid Ugh. culture. US Weekly, like the Inquirer, um, People Everything magazine. you see at Walmart when you're checking out. Yes, exactly. So that's on the rise, like almost at its peak probably. And there's very honestly male gaze, misogyny driven journalism, like celebrating Justin Timberlake for getting into Britney's pants and making Britney this object that was to be one or to be. Yeah. There's, there's some magazine covers uh, that the New York times showed. And it was like Justin Timberlake. They're like, it's a dead career, but at least he got into Britney's pants. Like, hmm. things like that where they were celebrating Justin for having sex with Britney, but they were also shaming Britney for like having sex demonizing. with Justin. Even, <laughs> and, like, it was never confirmed that they had sex or no. not. And so, it was, it's just really interesting. And solely for money. Yes. They, they were making bank off of... A photo. So, one of the tabloid people said he makes over... A, he used to make... A million dollars a photo of Britney Spears. A million dollars a photo of Britney but Spears walking. Just like getting out of her car, doing her daily things, living. Lo- I that watching that part, I was like, that is for real. Like people over pro- like or profit over people. Like you're not even yeah caring. You're just like oh. Gotta snap a picture today and then I'll be able to like live my life or like I'm profiting off of 
It's the exploit. It's the exploitation of, of a human, yeah. of women specifically. In so the industry, yeah. It's the women of uh, Britney, Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian, like Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus Lindsay Lohan, these, Amanda Bynes. Amanda yeah. Bynes. These women of the early two thousands who were, I would I would go as far as to say abused by this tabloid culture who really yes. destroyed a lot of their career. But on the flip side, we all, I'm talking about as like an American society, ate this up, loved yes. it. No one was talking about mental health. We were all like, oh, she's crazy. She's just wild. She's just doing whatever she wants. Like, she can do whatever. No one was asking, are they okay? What's, what's, what's going on What's the underlying behind? story? Mm-hmm. We yeah. just loved the photos, loved seeing her like trip and fall. Oh my gosh, she tripped and fell. Yeah. Like, she's going to get a salad. Like, she's doing it. Yeah. So here's a moment that I think every American knows. Britney Spears' shaved head. Mm-hmm. I feel like every American knows about this moment. Yeah, and I was talking to a friend after watching the doc, and I was like, it's sad because when I think about Britney Spears, like that's one of the first images that comes up in my mind is that paparazzi photo Yeah. after she left the salon when the um, hairstylist refused to shave her head, so she just did it herself. And... That makes me, I'm like checking myself because I'm like, why is that one of the first images that pops in my head? It's not the like sweet Mickey Mouse Club or the Oops, I Did It Again or even Slave For You or yeah. just like her best performances. It's her at her worst. And I really think that is on the media for portraying her that way. I was talking to, after Lillian and I watched the documentary, she was saying, she was like, what for whatever reason, Britney Spears' shaved head is a key memory for me. And she goes, that was like a key moment in my childhood where I got on the sports bus the next day and that's all anybody talked about. Even the bus driver was mm-hmm. like, Britney Spears is a crazy. Mm. And it, and she was like, and Lillian was saying, she was like, I found it really weird that nobody even thought about like having empathy for this person, yes. for a person. You're not, it's, she's not like a doll. She's not a object or a, even just to like production like a factory for music yeah she's a human being and we don't treat like and i think that like like talks about celebrity culture as a whole like we and that's why we have people i feel like kanye west who are so reclusive and so secretive of what they're doing because when you have someone like britney spears who tries to live a normal life they really get victimized and scrutinized as someone who's not a person anymore yeah so so Brittany lost custody of her kids, actually. Her um, two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and ha- has really been trying to get them back and, like, being better. And I think, like, it wasn't even, like, her fault, per se. It was the media pushing her. The you, In the documentary, you watch these scenes of her leaving a restaurant with a friend, and it's flashed. Like, it seems like it's a lightning storm. <laughs> like, you're watching, yeah. like, lightning go off, and... Britney's like, just trying to walk to her car. She's like, please, can I, can you leave me alone? Can you leave me alone? And the paparazzi guy in the show goes, I wouldn't even known that she wouldn't. She didn't want a picture. I didn't know that. How do you not know that someone doesn't want a picture of you? Like. An unwanted, in your face. Just like, she's not an animal at the zoo. Yeah. So. like that. 
Britney Spears has one of her low moments of shaving her head. I would say another low moment that really destroyed her career, not destroyed, but kind of put a wrench in it, was there's this tabloid picture of her with her baby in the front seat with her as she's driving. And she had many interviews about it and so many people criticizing her parenting and saying she's unfit for children, which leads to a bigger conversation, of which we'll talk about in a second. But um, Britney Spears said in an interview, she said, I just went to get a Starbucks with my baby and I come out and these paparazzi people are hitting the car, taking a picture. And she goes, I'm frazzled. I'm just a woman. I don't have anything to protect myself or a baby with. And these men are like hitting the car, calling me names, like taking pictures of me. And so I don't have time to put my baby safely in a car seat. All I have time to do is get her in my lap and just go. Yeah. And then and no one even asked, like, what was the situation around this? And I think even now, paparazzi, especially during COVID, doesn't exist in the mm-hmm. way that it does. No. But it just it's it is wild that people, because of that picture, she got two of her children taken away from her. When she was doing her best to be a mo- like a mother in that moment and And do something normal in the situation that she was in. Yeah. I'm like, I would have done the same thing. I I, I just, I don't understand. I think we push these people and then when they snap, we ask, oh, what? Like, you're so crazy. Like, we didn't even do anything when. I think a great parallel is Miley Cyrus. Yes. I think, and that's some, I think that's someone we grew up with a little bit more and a little bit more familiar with. Um, Miley Cyrus being Miley Stewart and then Hannah Montana. And then all of a sudden you see this, she, once again, she shaves her head and she's licking a hammer and writing on a wrecking ball. Mm -hmm. And nobody asked, and I'm guilty of this myself of being like, oh, Miley lost it. She's crazy. Mm. Like she, off the deep end. She's so selfish for not being grateful for what she's been given. And when you think about it, it's like, well, did she actually choose that? And did she actually choose this like career path? And I'm sure she could walk away from it, but what else do you do when you're Hannah Montana and then you try to live a normal life? Like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that we, yeah, I feel like we, we've gotten the point just like that we exploit these women. Like, Specifically women. Yes, for sure. And then we praise the men. Oof. Uh. Oof, oof. <laughs> um, but yeah, same, same thing with Lindsay Lohan. How like, oh, she's in rehab again. Wow. Oh, plastic surgery. Yes. Oh, she colored her hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every single second, they're up our nose with like more news on what they're doing. And it's like, if we let them be. And when you ask, time to he- yeah. what, could, what, what could Lindsay Lohan do? After the parent trap, after all of these movies that she was in. What could she do besides be a celebrity? You know what I mean? There's, I feel like there's no way that she could go about being a normal person without a famous career. Yeah. Um, so Britney Spears, shaved, she went into a salon and shaved her head. And then you see other clips of her getting tattoos. And she's giving the paparazzi what they're wanting. Mm-hmm. I feel like looking back on them and watching the documentary, it was probably a really calculated movement of yes her distress but also saying if you want a show i'm gonna give you a show yeah and like 
I'm profiting off this, you're profiting off this, and I'm gonna give you what you're asking for. You want crazy? I'm, well, I'm gonna shave my head. So there's this extreme moment yeah. in the documentary mm-hmm. and in um, last thing about paparazzi is she's gonna go visit her children and one of the paparazzi people like follow her all the way like hours on this like road trip to go have Britney see your children. They stop at a gas station and Britney Spears is like, hey, I don't want any pictures. Please go away. And this guy's like, hey, I'm just here to ask you a few questions and then you can leave. And she's like, no, seriously, like I don't want photos of me right now. And they like don't back off. So she literally takes her umbrella and bashes it into the car of the of the paparazzi. And after that, news outlets and paparazzi were like, Britney's the Britney's the crazy. And, mm. and no one ever asked. How is she doing? How is she doing? Or is this acceptable? Is there... And there's no laws against paparazzi, like stalking. There's no yeah. laws against um, the over... Like the product of making a person a a product and selling that. That's a good point. Um, So there's no like... There's nothing to protect these people. There's no law legislation. There's no anything. No man's land. Just do whatever. To protect these people because so many people are profiting off of them. So before um, all this happens, Brittany enters into a conservatorship, um, which is a big word. Um, I'm going to read the definition from Google really fast. Um, So conservatorship, Google Def. A guardian or protector is appointed by a judge to manage the financial affairs and or daily life of another due to physical or mental limitations or old age. So a person under conservatorship conservatorship is a conservatee and it's just a term that refers to an adult so the conservatee in this situation is britney spears and then the conservator is her father jamie spears and i believe another lawyer too so they're in charge of her her financial um a bank is now the the co-conservator of her money yes but jamie is the sole conservator for her. her her yeah so, Brittany's in this conservatorship, and it's it's almost like she's under lock and key. Her public her public appearances are more um, calculated and scheduled. And there's this scene in the documentary where she's supposed to announce her second residency in Vegas and everyone's expecting this huge big announcement and she's going to do a dance and give a big performance and she comes out and just walks walks in doesn't walks out stop, talk doesn't stop and wave just walks straight through and is done and everyone's thinking didn't you have a whole thing planned or like wasn't there and it's it's this idea of control in her not having her full identity under her own control or like not knowing who like who she is or what's her what's Jamie and it's it's kind of making everyone feel like queasy and this this isn't in um 
mainstream media yet in like what year was that like 2010 11 but yeah um rumors start to surface especially us in quarantine her posting on instagram with these cryptic messages so her instagram was this really i mean she take a moment pause this podcast and go look at britney spears's instagram it is a like i have no idea what to think about it i was scrolling through it last night and i was like i have absolutely no idea what to think about it so it's these memes slash like funny girl boss quotes and like her dancing with like the use of a lot of emojis and they all are really weird and her fans think they're cryptic messages for her talking to her fans Mm -hmm. so she's people think she's asking for help giving hints as to what's going on behind closed doors um mind you she's still under the eye of her father and the, the bank Um, And a lot of people think she doesn't even have the rights to her own social media. hmm. So I was reading last night that um, people think that she's create like she can create the post and the caption, but she doesn't post it and she doesn't have like access to it. So that's why she's so cryptic. And that's why she isn't saying like, help me. Yes. Like. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I think we should read some of her captions. So this is a photo of just like a text post and it says, we need to care less about whether our children are academically gifted and more about whether they sit lonely in the cafeteria. And it was posted one day ago and it says, kindness, America, dot, 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 pass it on with like kissy emoji, sparkle emoji, rose, star and a heart. And it's, and people are like, Brittany, freedom is coming. Like, here we go, you're gonna be okay. And it's so, like, just the posts aren't, aren't normal, per se. But I guess now that we have the information that she's in this conservatorship, we can see someone that has this info now would look at it with a new lens. Like, oh, is she trying to say something? So the day of the Super Bowl, uh, she posts this video of her just being like, I'm so excited for the Super Bowl, but I don't really know who to cheer for because I love the Chiefs and I love the other team. Go sports. And, like... It doesn't have a caption on it. It's just so weird. But she's talking about how excited she is. And it's the same day that the New York Times documentary drops. Mm. And so everyone in the comments is like, we know what you're talking about. You're not talking about the Super Bowl at all. You're talking about your documentary that is exposing this truth. Mm. There's another like selfie of her. That is just a it's just a wacky selfie, and the caption says, "I'm trying to learn how to use technology in this technology-driven generation." Dot dot dot. But to be totally honest with you, I can't stand it. Laughing emoji, laughing emoji. So dot dot dot. If my posts aren't perfect, dot dot dot. I'm doing this for fun. Explanation mark. If you think I should look like I'm on a magazine cover when I dance, dot dot dot. Sorry, it ain't happening. Dancing emoji, laughing emoji. Hmm. They just feel very, like, bright-eyed, but, like, no, like, heart to it. You yeah. Know? It almost feels like a AI is writing them. <gasps> like, those AI accounts, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, when they have them oh watch, my watch, like, The Office. Is that what you're No, about? I'm talking about the AI that's, like, a real person. She's, like, a oh, singer. like Sophia? Yes. Mm. Yeah, she's kind of like me. that. I know, Sophia no, that's scares what, me. That's, that's what the captions feel like. They feel, like, real, but... 
couldn't pass the Turing test. So yes. So Britney Spears is currently in this legal battle against her father um, about the uh, her estate and her mm-hmm. livelihood, and she has. Uh, refused to perform or release music until her dad is not her her conservator exactly she talks about so let's let's i think we should take it back to when she was younger she was in an interview and they were like oh like why are you you're supposed to be this sweet school girl why are you dressed like that and she goes i'm not here to babysit your kids like i'm not i thought that was like i have i have control over my own life like i'm not here for anyone else but you and i think of the song slave for you even though it has like sexual innuendos but like that idea of control that idea of like power um and women empowerment and just empowering in her own life and then we come to this conservatorship where she says i don't want my dad to be in charge anymore i want i'm not going to perform unless i am in charge yeah so she doesn't say this on social media she doesn't say this anything but she's releasing these legal documents with her lawyers that are just her saying thank you to my fans who are intelligently um, supporting this cause of hashtag free Britney. Um, I don't support my dad being my conservator. I need someone else to be over the estate of Britney Spears and the person Britney Spears. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so she's releasing these like legal statements because she can't post about it on social media. It's just so confusing. It's really sticky. And I think that if it weren't for money, her dad wouldn't be her conservator. Like this Correct. is all about profit and making cash. And I don't think he like wants to yeah. make money any other way. This is probably the easiest way. And her lawyer in the documentary says like, this, what does he say? This could be a new hybrid business model? Yeah. What? Because, so, Britney Spears' dad was super absent in the first, like, 10 years of her career. Yes. So, he was never seen in an interview. He was never seen in the green rooms. It was his mom and, or was her mom and assistant. And um, that was her family. And so around 2008, 2009, that's when her dad kind of showed up again and became her conservator. Her dad is making a profit off of her Mm. money. So he's written it into the legal documents that he's making 1.5% of her income. So Britney Spears, when she had a residency before COVID in Las Vegas, was making over $1 billion a week. So he's making 1.5% of that every single week. What's that math? I don't know. I know it's more than I'm making right now. Mm -hmm. Plus, he's in charge of her entire residency. Like her, um, he's in charge of all of her estate, her bank account, her house, her cars. And the lawyer on her side um, has expressed that she's more than able, like Yes, they probably entered into this for Britney's sake, like, really helping her. Um, well, they entered as a temporary yes. conservatorship. So, like, really trying to help her mental health, like, make decisions and make sure she's okay. And then it turned permanent. And it's been this weird, like, yeah, she's, like, that control again. Like, no power. Like, it's all in his hands. And he's wielding it and taking advantage of taking advantage of this 
power that he holds. So the thing that was really weird to me is so they're currently in court cases right now. They just had one this last summer and then they're going to be having one this month, I believe. This month or next month. And um, what's interesting is so it's Brittany versus Jamie, her dad, and Brittany is paying for her presence and her lawyer's presence. And then her dad is being paid by Brittany and Brittany's estate is also paying for his lawyers Mm. and all the evidence stacked against Brittany. So Brittany's supplying everyone's pocket for this, paying for all of the lawyers to stay in this conservatorship. She's paying the bank that's co-conservator and she's like forking out millions of dollars to these people. How how is that right? It's it's how it should you profit sense. off of a conser- conservatorship? Very backwards, yes. I want to hear Ashley's thoughts on the conservatorship and this issue at hand. Bring it in, Ashley. Here's my two cents on what's going on with Brittany now. From the outside, it looks like the person that's in charge of making decisions about Britney Spears' life is not taking the right steps, the right care to help her. Um, it doesn't look like she's moving forward to, you know, become somebody that can integrate back into society, back into a regular life, back into, it just looks like she's trapped in her house and nobody's coming to visit her and she can't go anywhere. And that's kind of the end of it. And that's not, I would hope that's not the goal for her. But once again, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. I definitely think that Brittany needs probably some sort of help on a regular basis, regardless if that's, you know, going and seeing a therapist or, you know, medication or whatever it may be to, to help, you know, you know, mental health and what's going on with her. But that doesn't mean that she can't be a part of society as well while moving forward in that. So that's what bothers me. Number two, I don't like that money is attached to the people that are making decisions over her. I think that is absolutely ridiculous. If I was to get sick and my mom was to take over, you know, making decisions for my life, my mom's not getting a percentage of my money for that. And so why, why are people getting percentages of money that are, that are making those decisions for Brittany, you know, now? And I, to me, it, that just seems very fishy. There is such a fascination with Britney, and um, I remember Will I Am in an interview was talking about because he did an album with her and produced it and was on a couple tracks. He talked about he thought that Black Eyed Peas fans and paparazzi was crazy. He said, "Until I worked with Britney Spears and her lifestyle is a whole nother." level of crazy he said he talked about how they had to like you know secretly kind of sneak into this studio so that people didn't know about it and come through the back and have distraction vehicles to try to get into the studio and he was like I've never seen anything like that before and I think it just comes down to there is some kind of obsession with her and and regardless if you like her or hate her if you think she can sing or can't sing we all know a line from something that she sings, a song that she sings, toxic, oops, I did it again, whatever. And I think that is what makes an artist great is 
love them or hate them, you know a line no matter what. And that's why I love Britney. I think, I hope she continues to stay around and do music because she's my favorite. Um, but I want her to do what makes her happy. If she never sings another song again or another, never performs again but gets healthier and we see her doing things that the average person is doing, going out, being able to see her kids, etc., I think that's the goal. I agree. I think... Wow, yeah. If, if Britney never wants to sing again, even after this conservatorship is lifted or changed, um, I think society would be that. We have, we have to be okay with it. We have to be okay with these women taking back control and not only like changing the face of what it means to like be, I don't know, a woman, uh, a, a performer that's in control of their own career. Like Brittany could totally do that with this, this case. And um, this case could be a landmark and change the way that we see conservatorships from a legal standpoint in the United States, change the way the conservatee is treated, change the way um, the conservator benefits off it or doesn't benefit, but truly make it a help for the conservatee, not like siphoning them for all they have. Um, but yeah, then also taking a step further with these women, we've been talking about Amanda Bynes, um, Lindsay Lohan, Miley Cyrus, Whitney Houston. Um, yeah. Yeah. Never- we, there was a reality TV show watching Whitney Houston's downfall. Hmm. And I think when we take Britney as just like a, case study for what we've done to these women and the apologies and the the redemption that we need to give them um for like stealing their lives and profiting off of it yeah so this poses the question that i've been kind of sitting on for the last 24 hours and i hope um you guys take some time to sit and listen on this too but if we were how old we are now and we have the information that we know now, but we saw Britney Spears spiraling down in 2008, how would we react if we were all in 2008? And what is our genuine reaction? Would we join with the media and would we point fingers at Britney and say, oh, she's just a spoiled famous girl? Or would we genuinely care about Mm. the person behind what's happening and the person that's like blocked behind these cameras? That's a really good question, Ethan. I, I think that we would take time to check in. I think we have this mental health resource thing, at least like sort of down, like not really, but we have it down to where we can engage in conversation with people, check in with them, give her help that she needs privately. It doesn't need to be in the public eye. I think that paparazzi, can we like, Get, get rid, rid of, of them? Abolish the paparazzi. For real. I, I don't think they help anything. They serve zero purpose. It's disgusting to take photos of someone and sell them and then we buy them and we buy a magazine. What? Yeah. It's so, yeah. It, I really think we would see her as a human being, which is so funny that we couldn't in 2008 or just the span of her career. We couldn't see her yeah. as one. It was more like, oh, you're Britney Spears. You're just an icon of like piece of paper on a page so we're going to treat treat you like such but yeah we would give them opportunities to heal and then empower them to like live their lives i think a good example of like kind of this new age of that is demi lovato 
She's had her fair share of in the spotlight and this like spiral, public spiral. And because of where the conversation surrounding mental health is, Demi Lovato has been able to take the step back whenever she needs and seek out help. And for the most part, I feel like the public is just kind of like, okay, like take your time, do what you need. Whereas Britney Spears, Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan did not get that kind of luxury, which is not even a luxury, which is a basic human right as they should have. So that also brings to the final question of the episode today is what do we hate as a society or what do we love to gang up on as a society that is acceptable now that in 15, 20 years, we will be disgusted at that. Mm. So a big part of the documentary was a lot of these fans and paparazzi people saying, I can't believe I was a part of this. I, I was responsible for the downfall of Britney Spears. And so that poses everything, like these examples in culture just shift time and time and time again. So what is it now that we, whether that's religiously or whether that's just ethically, we love to hate, but that doesn't align with how we should treat humans. Um, And how can we change that action? Yeah. Sweet. Dang, Ethan. Went off at the end there, made some points. This has been making me think. (laughs) For real, it's so good. Watch the documentary. Um, We'd love to talk to you guys on social media and wherever. We'll see you soon. Bye.